0: life's everyday mysteries solved the dr joe show on cjad 800
1: there's antimony arsenic aluminum selenium and hydrogen and oxygen and nitrogen and rhenium and nickel neodymium neptunium germanium and iron americium ruthenium uranium europium zirconium lutetium vanadium and lanthanum and osmium and astatine and radium and gold protactinium, and indium and gallium and iodine and thorium and thulium and thallium There's yttrium, terbium, actinium, rubidium, and boron, gadolinium, niobium, iridium, strontium, and so on. the question that I asked this morning on the uh, trivia show was not answered, so I'm going to give you a chance to see if you can come up with uh, some kind of an answer here. Thomas Edison and Harry Houdini, uh, as far as we know, never met in real life, although they were contemporaries but there is a link between Houdini and Edison. I'm looking for what that link is. And indeed it is a very interesting one. So we'll leave that be our first question for today, but uh, let me pose a second one as well. Every year, the last Wednesday of August, a festival is held in the Spanish town of Buñol in which participants throw something at each other. What do they throw? If you know the answer to either one of those questions, you give us a call at 514-790-0800. You can also text your answer to 514-800. And of course, those are also the ways that you can communicate with me if you have any questions that you have that I may be able to answer in the realm of science. But to kick things off, here i have uh, what i think is a rather interesting story for you workers at a london construction site were absolutely mystified when they unearthed a sealed stoneware bottle with some very strange markings including the image of a scary bearded man the bottle obviously buried a long time ago was identified by archaeologists as a witch bottle when to provide protection from witches spells back in the 16th and 17th centuries there was a powerful belief in witches and their ability to cause illness by casting a spell but evil spells could be fended off by trapping them in a witch bottle which if properly prepared could even reflect the spell and torment the witch until the spell was removed allowing the victim to recover more than 200 witch bottles that had either been buried in the ground or hidden inside the walls had been found but the only one that was completely sealed was the one discovered at this london construction site after x-rays revealed that the bottle was half filled with liquid and contained a variety of pins and nails it was carefully opened and found to contain human urine hair fingernail clippings brass pins and a dozen iron nails one of which pierced a small leather heart. The liquid was handed over to chemist Alan Massey, who determined it to be of human origin. More specifically, it was the urine of a smoker, as evidenced by the presence of cotinine, a metabolite of nicotine. Historians suggest that the shape of the bottle represented the witch's bladder, and the nails and the bent pins immersed in urine would somehow cause the witch to suffer pain every time He or she passed urine. The only option for the witch was to remove the spell. As far as the leather heart pierced by the iron nail goes, we can only assume that it was to cause heartache for the witch. The hair, nail clippings, and pieces of what may have been belly button fluff were perhaps placed in the bottle to identify the person or persons who were to be protected or cured. The bearded face etched into the bottle was probably there with hopes of scaring off evil. Such superstitions were understandable at a time when there was little understanding of disease and when physicians did not have much to offer in terms of effective remedies. But what can we say about the numerous formulas offered today on the Internet to prepare witch bottles to protect against entities, spirits, demons, and negative energies? i'm not kidding you they are there and they even throw in some scientific terms like this one after charging the bottle becomes an energetic trap for any force that intends to cause you harm it is aligned to your energy field through the use of your own dna what is to be put into the bottle well You put in some rusty nails, broken glass, and dead bugs, along with menstrual blood or semen, which I guess provide the DNA. As you fill the bottle, you have to recite the following. Insects from beneath a rock, needles, nails, rusting fast, keep all harm inside and locked within this dungeon and made of glass. Then you start peeing into the bottle to provide a link for the energy to follow into the jar and remain there. And then follow this by adding three pinches of salt and a handful of earth, feeling its connection to the planet and its ability to transform waste into fertility. You then seal the bottle with drippings from a black candle as you intone, I charge you bottle to trap all harm. Keep me safe away from danger. Inside darkness calls to darkness to be carried below into the grave. And then you have to bury this bottle. We're told not to worry should the bottle be disturbed or broken since the negativity will not be released because it has already been neutralized by the salt and the handful of earth. But alas, we're informed, the bottle will cease to function. No problem, as a replacement can be readily made. The ingredients are not hard to gather. Well, granted, uh, not many people today are likely to be making use of witch bottles? at least not of the variety I just described, but there are plenty of witch bottles available for purchase. They're just not called witch bottles. That's because we're too smart these days to believe in witch spells. But how about I believe that illness stems from a disruption of the body's energy field, despite the fact that there is not one iota of evidence that any such energy field exists. Yet you can buy an electrophysiological feedback xroid machine or A Q wave harmonizer, or just a simple hologram equipped with energy bracelets to realign or repair the body's non existent energy field that has been disrupted by exposure to the damaging effects of modern life, such as electromagnetic radiation, genetically modified foods, and of course, chemicals. These devices have as much chance of affecting our health as a witch bottle. Belief in nonsense does not change. It is just bottled differently. All right, it's time to check what is happening out there with traffic. And uh, let me remind you of the questions that I asked. What is the link between Edison and Houdini? And every year, the last Wednesday of August, a festival is held in the Spanish town of Buñol, in which participants throw something at each other. What do they throw? 514-790-0800 or text your answer to 514-800 and uh, let's see what's happening out there in traffic
0: Great, A milk emulsified, maltodextrin alkalide, silicon deoxylite, lots of sugar, hey, all right. calcified synthetic salt, artificial barley malt, glycerin and aspartate, folic acid, that's his great. monosodium glutamate, dehydrated calcium, soybean oil, butter, caramel sensor, all of Okay, sugar, okay it seems
1: that my question about the Spanish festival held the last Wednesday of August every year and about what participants throw at each other it seems that question was pretty easy one to answer because many of you have the answer that you threw at me well what they throw there are tomatoes and i must say i've always been bothered by that festival because uh, uh, when you have a third of the world going to bed hungry every night uh, i i think just frivolously throwing food away is not the right thing even though of course those tomatoes would not end up in the hungry mouths it still seems to be the wrong thing to do and uh, even more so now because last week we just had a study from spain actually uh showing that eating tomatoes can reduce blood pressure now of course as soon as you see a study like that if you're scientifically inclined what is the first question that you should ask (laughs) how many tomatoes do you have to eat in order to have an effect? Well, interesting enough, when you look at that study, it was just one large tomato, or the equivalent of that in tomato sauce, which uh, lowers blood pressure. Interesting, don't, low, don't think of ketchup though, because that's full of sugar. But eating a tomato every day, not a bad idea at all. Now the second question i asked about the connection between thomas edison and uh, houdini and uh, so far i don't have a correct answer to that even james uh, doesn't get this one right he thought it had something to do with spiritualism uh, which of course houdini was very much against and uh, edison may have been trying to detect spirit somehow no that's not what i'm after okay on the line we also have kenny who's always on the line and kenny let's see if you can break your uh losing trend here and come up with a correct answer hey kenny hi uh,
0: dr joel afternoon how are you
1: <laughs> okay
0: uh, the, 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 the henderson and the, uh uh, they do the, uh, between the days, the connection, they do the in, in the 19th century, the movement, English textile workers, the Houdini's members, back in the 19th century.
1: No, your losing streak continues. Okay, uh, let's see if Marsha has the correct answer. Marsha.
0: Well, I, this is definitely a guess, but I have a feeling that Harry Houdini was either uh, superstitious or phobic in the dark, and that he put himself in a coffin that he had to escape from, and he used an electric light that Thomas Edison perhaps put in there for him.
1: No. (laughs) That sounds like a pretty good story. Yeah, I think it
0: sounds like something I read in a novel.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's not it.
0: Doesn't That's sound like answer. the right one. Okay, no. good good okay. question.
1: We'll keep it. <laughs> All right. So, you know what? Let, let me let me give a clue because I'd like to see if we can eventually get the right answer to this. <clears throat> it has to do something with sound. Has to do something with sound. So, we're looking for the connection between Houdini and Thomas Edison and uh, the answer has something to do with uh, with sound? All right, but given that my tomato question was uh, answered, uh, let me pose another one. If you visit the Shetland Islands, you may see a storm Petrel, a storm Petrel. What is that? So what is a storm Petrel that you can see on the Shetland uh, Islands? If you know the answer to that, you give us a call, 514790 zero eight hundred <clears throat> okay yeah let me regale you with another interesting story sometime on a stormy night in 1845 a soaking wet medicine man knocked on the door of the batini good family in Hy- hyderabad india he was given shelter for the night and in gratitude he gave the man of the house a secret cure for respiratory diseases that cure has been passed down through the years, and every June, members of the Good family treat thousands of people who gather from all over India to get this, swallow a small live fish known as the snakehead murrel, with some yellow paste concocted of unknown herbs stuffed in its mouth. The wriggling fish are said to treat asthma by depositing their load of herbs on the way down. Somewhat of a curious explanation, given that asthma is a disease of the lungs, not the digestive tract. The fish, of course, slides down the esophagus, not the trachea. No claim is made for an instant cure. The treatment has to be administered three years in a row, each time followed by 45 days of a strict diet based on lamb, rice, white sugar, dried mango, spinach, and clarified butter. Fried foods are not allowed. Could there be anything to this bizarre regimen? Since no attempt has ever been made to follow the fish swallowers, there's no clinical evidence pro or con. As far as the composition of the formula goes, the family maintains that it must abide by the promise given to the holy man not to reveal it. The remedy would lose its effectiveness if commercialized, they maintain. This argument does not sit well with conventional physicians and rationalist organizations in India who claim that the Batini regimen has no scientific rationale and may actually distract patients from effective treatments. They therefore petitioned the government to at least check whether the formula contained any potentially harmful ingredients. Well, no harmful ingredients were found and an Indian high court concluded that although fish therapy likely has no medicinal value, it could not interfere with matters of faith. And so the wacky treatment known as fish prasadam for asthma continues. Without a careful analysis of what the formula contains, it would be unscientific to dismiss any potential for helping with asthma. After all, until the advent of bronchodilators and steroids, the mainstays of current therapy Asthmatics look to maowang an ancient Chinese herbal medicine for relief. Ma wang may well be the oldest medicine in continuous use, with teas brewed from the stem of the ephedra sinica plant dating back some 5,000 years. The active ingredient, ephedrine, was finally isolated in the 1880s and was eventually shown to be chemically similar to adrenaline the naturally occurring hormones secreted by the adrenal glands under times of stress, when dilation of the bronchial tubes helps to increase the intake of oxygen. Ephedrine also speeds up metabolism and appeared in numerous dietary weight loss supplements when the obesity epidemic went into full swing in the 1990s. Eventually, these supplements were linked to heart attacks, strokes and seizures, and their sale was banned. Ephedrine in small doses is still available as an asthma treatment but uh this business of uh swallowing fish uh stuffed with herbs uh is kind of well you know what can we say uh it's kind of fishy okay you know what i finally do have a correct answer uh about the connection between uh, thomas edison and harry houdini who in fact were basically contemporaries <clears throat> although there's no evidence that they ever met or really had any kind of uh, uh, interaction but in 1914 houdini did make a voice recording on an edison wax cylinder and at that time that was the only way to make recordings and what is absolutely fascinating about that is that it is the only recording of houdini's voice in existence although houdini is one of the most famous entertainers who has ever lived known by millions and millions of people around the world and recognized as as you know sort of the prototypical uh, magician uh and there are many, many uh, films, you know, of of his exploits. I mean, he, he became near the end of his career. He delved into movies. He became an actor. Movies were really not very good, but there are many film films of 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 Houdini. But there's only one sound recording, which lasts a few seconds, which was made October 14 uh, or or October 1914, and. Uh, after we come back because we're going to check to see what ctv uh, news has to say i'm going to let you listen to that few second long absolutely amazing recording the only one that exists of houdini's voice you're listening to the dr joe show Okay, before we get back to talking about Houdini and Edison, uh, I think we have Al on the line with a question. Al?
0: Uh, yes, Dr. Joe, thank you for taking my call. Always always listen to your your Sunday shows, very informative. Um, yeah, I, I have a question uh, about humidifiers. Uh, we have a, a Honeywell. It's a single room, small humidifier that uh, that we uh we run every night, and I'm using uh filtered water uh, through a, a brita tap filter. Now, what we've noticed is that there's in the mist there, there's a residue of a fine white powder yes okay because the the it's, the, it's, 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 the uh, brita
1: filter is not the one that you need to use for that. Because what you are seeing are deposits of calcium carbonate and magnesium carbonate. Those are the min- minerals in the water. And the Brita filter is not designed to remove minerals from the water. It re- removes different kinds of impurities, but not minerals. Okay, the so, question
0: I have is, uh, other than using distilled water, which would become very expensive and very difficult to, uh, to make uh, at home, um, what other solution is there to prevent that white uh, powder from, uh, from uh, forming in, in the room? Yes,
1: you, you can buy special filters that are to be used with dehumidifiers, with humidifiers, and those are designed to remove the minerals. And you, you can get those in, in you know hardware stores, uh, uh, you know, Canadian tire, places like that.
0: Okay, would this be a filter that would fit on the tap, or does it have to go into the water line?
1: There are several. No, no, it doesn't need to go into the water line. There are several different kinds that are self-standing. Uh, and uh, there are some that it looks like a funnel, and you just pour the water uh, through it. Uh, so there are, all, there are all kinds. I'm, I'm sure that if you, you check on Amazon, you can find...
0: Uh, Okay. So that, um, that white powder, it's, it's
1: is called like, it. Yeah. You, what you want to look for it, is a de mineral, de is what you want to look for oh, okay. a filter that, that removes minerals. And the
0: white powder is calcium chloride.
1: Is that correct? The, the, it's cal, no, it's calcium carbonate and magnesium oh, carbonate. carbonate. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, thank it's not, it's, it's not, the, 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 white powder is is unsightly and you don't really want to breathe it, but it's not, it's not toxic.
0: No. Okay, well, that's okay. Uh, that's wonderful. And uh, making your own distilled water would be a very lengthy process.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that would be, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you need, make, you need like, a distiller and, yeah, no, that Yeah, that you can make one cup be...
0: of distilled water and it will take over an hour on the stove,
1: so... No, 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 I mean, you can't make distilled water on a stove. Yeah, distil- well, I've distilled... read
0: of one method where you use an empty pot that's uh, sitting in the water on the stove you invert the lid uh the concave lid on the bigger pot and then the uh, steam evaporated water will drip into the empty uh, oh okay empty so pot. you want to yes. col-
1: you want to condense the steam yeah yes, yes. well that would that, that would give you distilled water <laughs> but that would be a very <laughs> very time consuming process oh yeah
0: oh yeah. yeah one cup in one hour probably yeah. takes 10 hours to fill the humidifier yeah. you know <laughs>
1: and imagine all the energy imagine all the energy you're wasting by heating that water the hydro bill would go up yeah Uh, okay (laughs) thank you doctor. all right thank you let me get back now to to houdini and let me set the stage for you here houdini was not only a magician uh, actually he was much better known for his escapes escaping from handcuffs straitjackets, jackets etc his first uh, really classic escape was from what was known as the milk can and this was a a large metal can uh, into which a person could fit so he would be put into this can it would be filled with water and the lid would be clamped on and then a curtain would surround it and uh, he would escape and uh, when the curtain was removed the milk can was still fully intact with the top lid on this was followed by his most famous escape, which was the Chinese water torture cell escape. In this, uh, his uh, feet were shackled and he was lowered head first into uh, the cell, which was roughly really the, the uh, size of a telephone booth. So the body would hardly fit into it and he would be lowered head down. It would be filled with water and it would uh, be capped and the lid would be padlocked. So there he was, unable to breathe, head first in the water in a, this compartment in which you couldn't even uh, imagine him being able to turn around. And then a curtain was placed around uh, the, the cell. And within a few minutes, uh, Houdini uh, would emerge, uh, obviously, uh, dripping wet and breathing heavy uh, to the cheers of the audience and when the curtain was raised the uh, chinese water torture cell was seen and uh, it was still capped and the top was still locked in place it was an absolutely mystifying uh, escape and uh, the uh, the cell itself was um, eventually on houdini's death in 1926 was was will to his brother Hardine and it ended up in the uh, niagara falls houdini hall of fame museum where unfortunately it was mostly destroyed by a fire in 1995 although it was restored by uh, uh, johnny gone who's a, a creator of magic illusions and um it um, was sold at auction to david copperfield for 150,000 dollars houdini maintained that he would pay a thousand dollars to anybody who would show that it is possible to breathe while being upside down in this uh, cell and of course he never had to pay that out because indeed it is not possible to breathe in, in that uh, situation so anyway what you're going to hear now and um it's it's very difficult to uh to understand because it's not a very good recording but it was his uh, he was practicing his introduction to presenting this illusion on stage so first let me tell you let me uh, just to you read to you the transcript of this uh, uh little uh audio clip so this is what houdini Was saying ladies and gentlemen introducing my original invention the water torture cell although there is nothing supernatural about this i am willing to forfeit forfeit the sum of one thousand dollars to anyone who can prove that it is possible to obtain air inside of this torture cell when i'm locked up in it in the regulation manner after it has been filled with water should anything go wrong when i'm locked up one of my assistants walks through the curtain ready to rush in demolishing the glass allowing the water to flow out in order to save my life i houdini october 29th 1914 flatbush new york so that's what it is and i'll, I'll try to see if we if you can hear any of this
0: My latest invention of what is practicing. That's this right here. And I hold mean, there is
1: nothing supernatural about it. I hold mean, that it is absolutely impractical. Wow, just looking around here. So there you go. I mean, that's just a little little clip i know it's very difficult to to understand but boy is that ever a, a piece of of history the only sound recording of houdini in existence and uh, i think for most people he doesn't sound the way that you think he would sound uh he uh, enunciates very clearly he he speaks very slowly but uh, sounds uh, a little bit strange you're listening to the Dr. Joe show, we'll check traffic and be right back.
0: Montreal's home for live sports and sports talk, TSN 690. When you need to know, when you need to get it off your chest. A great player doesn't necessarily translate to being a great coach. In fact, it's pretty rare. You could know a topic inside and out. Doesn't mean you can teach somebody. Montreal's Major League Sports Talk
1: lives on TSN 690. there's going to be lots of winning on monday five hundred dollars to spend at farmer pre and we will share a smile maybe a tiny
0: bit of a tear as we meet our winner for this year's home for the holidays contest one of the four tenors joins me and what an all-nighter does to your ability to make big decisions dr mitch at 750 the andrew carter morning show join us five to nine when you see a chevrolet silverado on the road That means there's a driver behind the wheel who's happy winter's here. And when you see someone who says they hate winter, that just means they'd rather be behind the wheel of a Chevrolet Silverado. Enjoy the winter, everybody. Now's the time to fall in love with winter in a 2023 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 custom. Get protected lease rates starting from 4.9%. Test drive one today at your local Chevrolet dealer. Conditions apply. Details at chevroletoffers.ca. Why do I love getting my holiday gifts at free? The PC Optimum points. Perfume for mom, points for me. Gaming console for the kids, points for me. Chocolates for the teachers, oh yeah, points for me. free you should totally go. Exclusions apply rocket fans excitement for the 2023-24 season is at an all-time high the atmosphere at the games is unprecedented an experience you cannot afford to miss join the madness of a rocket game and come see fast elegant spirited and above all spectacular hockey take advantage of major discounts during the cyber week from November 27th to December 3rd do not wait experience Place Bell today for more details visit rocketlaval.com Life's full of unexpected obstacles. The good news is, a Sun Life advisor can help you keep things on track. Get the ball rolling at sunlife.ca and enjoy the satisfaction of knowing that with Sun Life, everything will fall into place. Oh, marvelously, prices are dropping. Oh, marvelously, time to go shopping. Oh, marvelously, go drool on on the sheet. Oh, marvelously, Single your fate snows on repeat Dorme Cyber Days are here Get a queen mattress for only 3 dollars Plus, today until December 5th We pay the tax on everything in-store and online Marvelous-y. See online for details Donating to SunTrade? Why should I? Things aren't always easy with my business. Well, with a network of over 375 agencies in the greater Montreal area, Sontrade can help a person facing poverty access housing, mm-hmm. receive psychosocial support, hmm. be able to find a job, oh, yeah? to thrive fully in society. Really? And that person could be standing right here, right now, supporting your business. Oh. One out of five people receives their help, but five out of five... five people benefit from it. All right, I'll donate to Santrade. Is your hive buzzing for the season? Zarbee's is now in Canada with a range of syrups for babies and kids that can help relieve cough or support the immune system. Find it at major retailers and help keep your hive going with Zarbee's. To be sure any Zarbee's product is right for your child, always read and follow the label. CTV's ultimate murder mystery game, where winning means trust no one, suspect everyone. Let the backstabbing begin. A new episode of The Traitors Canada, Monday at 10 on CTV. Tomorrow,
1: being the first uh, Monday of the month, I'll be at the Eleanor London Public Library at 2 o'clock to uh, regale the audience with some uh, interesting science stories and also answer questions. Everyone, of course, is welcome. It's free and uh, it's a highly interesting and visual presentation. So it's uh, uh, at the uh, Eleanor London Public Library, which is right across the street on Cavendish from what we used to call the Cavendish Mall, but now it's called Cartier Cavendish. And uh, you're all invited at two o'clock tomorrow for the uh, presentation. So I did have a correct answer to my question about uh, visiting the Shetland Islands and seeing the Storm Petrel. I asked, what is that? Well, the Shetland Islands are famous for sheep and wool. But the islands are also home to the storm petrel, an unusual bird with a very high fat content. Islanders used to catch the creatures, dry them, fix their feet in clay, and thread a wick through their beak. Then they would light the wick and burn the dried bird for illumination. The Danes did the same thing with the great auk, a UK, a bird that has since become extinct. They inserted a wick into the dead bird's belly and burned it the less macabre were satisfied with burning whale oil. Well, aren't you glad we now have electricity? And they have that on the Shetland Islands too. And they have a lot of tourists who are going there not only for the sheep and the wool, but they're going there to look at the places that we see on Shetland, the great series on uh, television. Uh, detective series from britain you can see it on britbox uh, one of my favorites called shetland you'll really enjoy it there are several seasons uh, of that and uh, i've not seen a storm petrol on the show but then again i've not uh, looked for it all right i've got another question for you uh, the romans called it Hydrargyrum. Hydrargyrum. what do we call it today so Romans called it Hydrogerum. What do we call it today? Uh, Let me get back for a moment to what I was talking about with uh, Houdini's Chinese water torture cell, which incidentally had nothing to do with China. Uh, It's just that uh, uh, in those days, magicians liked to link things to to, uh, China because it all seemed so mystical. Anyway, the, uh, the water torture cell now is in David Copperfield's private museum in, in Las Vegas, and uh, uh, you can't visit it. Uh, but uh, there are some videos on YouTube that you can watch, which are very interesting, because uh, he has collected some absolutely amazing things. Uh, he is an inveterous collector of, of uh, magic memorabilia, and especially is very fond of, of Houdini he has uh, houdini's uh, original milk can from which he uh, did his escape Uh, and he's got this uh, uh, the version of the chinese water torture i say version because as i said the original burned in the fire in in niagara falls Uh, but the frame the metal frame and the glass survived and johnny gone rebuilt it and uh it really looks like the original because, of course, there are many, many uh, pictures of the uh, of the original. Now, there's one one um, question that I am unable to answer, and I've read numerous books on Houdini, numerous articles, interviewed people, and it's about his final performance here in Montreal. And I'm sure many of you, of course, know the story uh, because it has been told so often. And I've told it, of course. Uh, That it was uh, a McGill uh, student by the name of J. Gordon Whitehead, who in the dressing room of Princess Theatre, where Houdini was performing, punched him in the stomach. Um, after, uh, you know, saying that he had heard that Houdini was able to withstand punches to the stomach, that he was in such great physical condition, and uh, Houdini wasn't paying all that much attention. He sort of grunted a yes, which uh, Whitehead, I guess, talked to mean, okay, I can go ahead, and he punched him. And um, it turned out that he, he ruptured his appendix, which caused his death in Detroit uh, days later, uh, but there are questions about this, including whether or not he was already suffering from appendicitis before, and that this just you know, put it over the, over, over the top. But the question that I, I, I have not been able to answer is whether or not in that final performance in Montreal, uh, after he had been punched, whether or not he performed the water torture uh, cell escape. Now, I have a copy of the program at the Princess Theatre, that was used, and it is listed on the program. However, we also know that before coming to Montreal on October 11th in Albany, where he was performing the the escape from the, the Chinese water torture cell, as he was being raised with his feet shackled, uh, and just prior to being you know put head down in, into the cell. Uh, the the shackles kind of twisted as as one rope kind of turned and he twisted his ankle and he was hobbling after that performance in in albany and uh, it isn't clear whether or not when he came to montreal even though this was on the program whether or not he performed it i suspect that he did because for Houdini, it was always the question of the show must go on. And he had performed many times uh, feeling sick for all kinds of reasons. So it's very possible that he would have still done this, even though his ankle was in in tremendous pain. Um, Unfortunately, uh, I've uh, tried to find people who were at that performance of Houdini's here in Montreal in 1926 of course those people now would be very difficult to 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 find because in order to remember details of that you know performance they would have I think had to be at least well you know I don't know 10, 10 12 years old so there are not many of those people uh, uh, around uh, so I don't really know whether or not in that final performance he he did the Chinese water torture uh, cell and um, it was also on the program in detroit and they went to detroit from from montreal and there he did not perform it Uh, the show was stopped at intermission because he was unable to go on Uh, he was already uh, feverish tremendous pain due to the uh, burst appendix and uh, he was taken to the hospital from the theater and uh, he lingered uh, for three days He underwent two surgeries but in those days they didn't have antibiotics so survival from a burst appendix was was almost impossible and he died on october 31st 1926 and uh, the only recording we have of houdini is the one that i played for you and it's just a short clip of him introducing the chinese water torture cell and that's it we are out of time But we'll be back with you, same time, same station, next week. Until then, I'm George Schwartz, hoping to see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock at the Eleanor London Public Library, and hoping that all the chemistry in your life comes out just right.